Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. They're telling their next level and ultimately to the apostles. Hey, we got a tough case over here. We've been praying for this kid and it's not working. I mean, we've used the name of Jesus just like we did before. We laid hands on him just like we did before. We commanded in Jesus' name just like we did before. But it's not working this time. You guys need to come and pray. Those are the seeds of doubt and unbelief. What are the disciples thinking as they're walking down there? What are the apostles thinking as they're walking down to this location where the boy is? They're rehearsing in their minds. I wonder why the words of Jesus didn't work. Instead of saying in their mind, as Jesus did, bring him here to me. And I will cast them out. I will speak the words of authority in Jesus' name, and he will be healed. Instead of doing that, they were rehearsing in their minds, probably talking with one another. What are we going to do if we can't heal this kid? Jesus isn't here. What are we going to do? So when they got down there, the demons are, you know, in case you didn't know, there are demons around you at all times taking notes. There's demons here in this studio. We prayed them out. Glory to God. I do not listen to them, for I only listen to the voice of my shepherd, and the voice of another I will not follow. But they're still there taking notes. And when they get into this situation, they'll start comparing notes with one another. And if they can get you angry about something, let's say, you know, you're a clean freak and somebody walks on your carpet with dirty shoes and you completely lose. That person was influenced by, hey, you want to see this? Tell them just to walk through on our carpet and see what happens. Ha, 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 ha. We got them mad. Ha, 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 ha. That's what they're doing. They're comparing notes at all times. And I know that the disciples were rehearsing words of doubt and unbelief. As they got down to where this boy was. So the demons were like, you don't have to go. They're, they have doubt and unbelief in their heart. That's all they've been talking about coming down here. And that was the result. Now Jesus, as he cast out the devil, 
And then he goes into the house to relax, and, and he's staying separated with his apostles. They say, why couldn't we cast this one out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. They had unbelief in their heart. They had unbelief in the power and authority of their words. It may have been just a little bit of unbelief. But look at what Jesus uses. If there's no unbelief in your heart, and you only have a mustard seed size of faith, that little tiny mustard seed... Let's refer to it so that in America you know what I'm talking about. If you took a little apple seed, just a little, little tiny apple seed, not the whole apple, just the one seed from the core. If you had that much faith with no unbelief, that's all the faith you had. Jesus said you could use it to move a mountain. And that mountain would obey you. What mountain do you have in your life right now? Is it a mountain of sickness? A mountain of disease? A mountain of debt? That's a huge mountain of debt. And every time you look at those bills, every time you go to pay those bills, does that mountain of debt speak to you? Speak to me, Brother Bob? Oh, yeah. That mountain of bills and debt will speak. It will say, you don't have enough money to pay us this month. Or all you can do is make the minimum payment. And it'll be 30 years before you pay this off. You're not going to be able to do any work for the Lord for the next 25, 30 years. Because we're taking all your money. You have no more money. You have nothing. Matter of fact, we're going to, you know, you've, you've been watching the news. There's going to be layoffs coming, companies closing. You're not even going to have this money. How are you going to pay your bills when you don't have a job? See, th those bills, that debt, that's a demonic spirit. And it's talking to you all the time. How many of you go to bed at night worrying about your job, worrying about paying your bills? That's doubt and unbelief speaking to you. And that's why Jesus says here, because of your unbelief. That's why you can't pay those bills off. Because of your unbelief, that's why your child is sick. Because of your unbelief, that's why you're going to lose your job. But if you would cast out this unbelief and have faith only as big as a little tiny seed, like an apple seed... You could speak to whatever mountain is in your way and command it to move out of your presence. Bills be paid in the name of Jesus. Sickness be healed in the name of Jesus. Demonic possession, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. See how that works? That's what Jesus is telling his disciples. You can't do these things because you still have unbelief. Because if you did not have unbelief, but had faith that was only as big as a little, 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 tiny, tiny, tiny seed, you could say to a mountain, get out of my way. 
and it would obey you, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Amen. Glory to God. In Mark chapter 9, verse 29, Jesus says, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Over in Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. But this kind goes not out but by prayer and fasting. Now, this has been taught. This has been taught over and 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 over again in churches that he's talking about this kind of demon cannot go forth but by prayer and fasting. That's what I've been taught in churches for years. But that's not what Jesus is saying to his disciples. Jesus has just got them talking to them about their unbelief. And then he says, you can't do this. You could not cast that one out because you have unbelief. And then he gives them an example of what they could do if they just had this minuscule amount of faith. But let's eliminate that. That's an example of what's possible if you have faith to believe. And we'll move that to the end. And let's read the first part of verse 20. Jump down to verse 21. And then go back up talk about the seed of faith. And look at how clear this becomes. Alright, Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Well, we'll start in verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus once they were apart and said, Why couldn't we cast this devil out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. You still have unbelief. You still doubt the authority of your words. Verse 21. But this kind of unbelief, this kind of doubt in the power and authority of your words, this kind of unbelief does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Look at how clear that just became. Amen? I mean, we've been taught, (laughs) I have been taught in churches that he, you know, Jesus is talking about this kind of demon cannot come out but by prayer and fasting. Why would a demon be affected by prayer and fasting? Well, Brother Bob, we fast so we get God to give us the power to cast that demon out. No, your fasting doesn't move God. God's not moved by you being hungry. God is not moved by fasting. God is not moved by your prayers. He's only moved by faith. Did you catch that? God is only moved by faith. Now we go back up and look at the example Jesus gave. If you only had that tiny bit 
of faith, you could speak to a mountain and command it to move out of your presence. Look at how that just flows now. Does it make so much sense? When I've seen this, I mean, it just exploded in my spirit. And I could see for the first time how just a little bit of unbelief can negate the little bit of faith that you have. If you have great faith, it takes great unbelief to negate that faith. But if you have great faith, it only takes a little tiny bit of unbelief and doubt to at least slow down the manifestation of what you're praying about. And when that manifestation is slowed down, the disciples were used to praying for someone and having an immediate result. you got to remember, up until this time, nobody could tell them what to do. Nobody. Nobody could tell the demons that were inhabiting people what to do. That's why when Jesus went into churches, the demons... <laughs> the de- the demons that were in the synagogues. There were demons actually in the synagogues. That's how powerless the synagogues were. That's how much doubt and unbelief were in the synagogues that when Jesus walked in, the people that were possessed by demon spirits began to cry out, Oh, Jesus, we know who you are. You're the Messiah. Have you come to cast us out before our time? And Jesus would have to tell him, shut up. Shut up. You don't speak to me. You don't tell people who I am. Shut up. And then he cast them out and they'd be gone. But there were demons in the midst of the synagogues and nobody even knew it. Amen. So here... Jesus is telling them this kind of unbelief does not go out but by prayer and fasting. Now again, fasting does not move God. The Bible says God is moved by faith. Amen. God is only moved by your faith. Now, let's reference again the mountain of bills. We'll use that as an example. When you look at your mountain of debt... And it speaks to you. Oh, it does speak. It does speak. We'll flip back for a minute. Uh, we haven't made it that far. And in Mark chapter uh, 9, but over a few chapters in verse 11, amen, it talks about Jesus speaking to the fig tree. Amen. And the fig tree. Jesus approached it because he was hungry and there were leaves on the fig tree. Now, there's two different kinds of fig trees. One produces figs in the fall. The other produces figs before the leaves form. Amen? That's the kind that's in Israel. There's two different kinds. But there's constantly figs. Some in the spring, some in the fall. The one in the spring, Jesus is going to, and he sees leaves on it. So he's thinking, okay, there's figs on this tree. He gets up to it, and what does it say? It says that 
Uh, in 11, verse 13, seeing a fig tree far off having leaves, Jesus came to it if perhaps he could find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. Verse 14, and Jesus answered. He didn't answer the disciples. The disciples like, there's no figs on this tree. He didn't answer them. He's answering the tree. The tree is speaking to Jesus. The tree, now remember, Jesus is the creator of all things. He's been there with God at the beginning. I'll just go over to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, the Word. Without Him, without the Word, without Jesus, there was not anything made that was made. Jesus created that fig tree. That fig tree is now talking to Jesus. It is a corrupt fig tree. It produced leaves without producing figs. It is corrupt. It is corrupted. There's something wrong with that fig tree. And it is talking to Jesus. It is telling Jesus, you have no authority over me. I do what I want. I don't want to produce figs. Do you see that? That's what's happening. That's why it says Jesus answered this fig tree. Because this fig tree is telling him, I'm not giving you nothing to eat. I do what I want when I want. And I don't want to produce figs. And Jesus answered it. And said, no one will eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard him, and he turned around and just walked off. He didn't argue with it. He didn't tell the boys to chop this tree down by the roots. Get rid of it. It's made me mad. No, he just spoke the word. He spoke the desired result. That tree told Jesus, I'm not giving you anything to eat. It may be time for figs on me, but I refuse to obey you. He's corrupted. That tree is corrupted. And Jesus answered it. He answered what the tree was saying to him and said, All right, if that's the case, nobody will ever eat figs from you forever. And turned around and walked off. Tree's got a problem now. Words of faith have been spoken over it. There was no doubt in Jesus' name, in Jesus speaking the end result to that tree. He went on into Jerusalem, did his, looked around and all that that day, left, went back out to where they were spending the night. Next day he came back walking by, and verse 20, as they passed by this tree, they're on their way back from Bethany, spend the night in Bethany. As they passed by the tree, they saw the fig tree dried up. It withered up from its roots. And Peter remembered what Jesus had spoken to the tree. He said, Master, look at the tree. You cursed it, and now it's withered away. 
And Jesus answering said to them, Have faith in God. For verily I say to you, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, but shall believe, or shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Now notice that. Item number one. Shall not doubt in his heart. If you do not have doubt in your heart, that means you do not have unbelief. If you do not have unbelief and you do not doubt, whatever thing you say, which he says, shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. That's why I say to you, Whatsoever things you soever you desire, when you pray, when you ask God for them, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Amen. So here, back over in Matthew, he's talking about your unbelief. You cannot cast the problems out of your life because of your unbelief. First, we have to get rid of the unbelief. Then, once we get rid of your unbelief, if you have faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you could tell this mountain, be thou removed to yonder place, and it should obey you. you. Whatever you say, if you believe you receive it when you pray it, you shall have it. That is what happens when we get rid of your unbelief. But this kind of unbelief can only go out by prayer and by fasting. That is the secret. If you want a secret formula, a secret formula that will get you over each and every time, it is Get rid of the doubt and the unbelief by prayer and by fasting. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Now, (laughs) when you're talking about fasting, let's just talk about that for a second. When you're talking about fasting and... How can I say this? If you are fasting to get things, you are fasting for the wrong reason. Amen. You cannot, you cannot fast trying to get God to do something. He's not going to do it. He's only moved by faith. Amen. He is only moved by faith. God, you could fast 40 days and he's not going to be moved by it. And you have people that do that. They they talk about, well, I'm going to fast. I'm I'm needing my bills to be paid and I'm going to fast. What has fasting got to do with paying your bills? Amen. If 
we turn over to Isaiah uh, chapter 58. Isaiah 58. Glory to God. And verses 3 to 14. Wherefore have we fasted, they say. How come you don't see? Why have we afflicted our soul and you take no knowledge of it? Look, in the day of your fast you find pleasure, and you exact all your labors. Look, you fast for strife and debate, to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Is this such a fast that I've chosen, a day for a man to afflict his own soul? Is it a day to bow down his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Isn't that this the fast that I've chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry and that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house? When you see the naked that you should cover him and that you do not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Then you shall call, and the Lord shall answer. Then you shall cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If you take away from the midst of you the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity... If you draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise in obscurity. Your darkness will be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and make fat your bones. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And they that shall be of you shall build the old waste places." You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Back over. That, if you want to... If you want to fast, there's your outline right there. Don't do it trying to get God to do something. That's we, You see that in verse 3. That's how we fasted. How come you don't see? How come we've afflicted our soul? We've afflicted ourselves by not eating. But yet God takes no knowledge of it. Look, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. You think you're doing the right thing. You think you're impressing God because you've gone two days and six hours and 18 minutes without eating. No. You don't fast to get God to do something. 
You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.